What's up, guys? Welcome to the Boom Tequila Podcast with your hosts. I'm Jody and I'm Erin. Join us every Monday for entertainment and relationship-focused topics, music recommendations, and some fun, more personal topics in our Dishbish segment at the end. Today, we are going to be talking about the ways in which women specifically tend to downplay themselves, minimizing things, and generally taking a backseat to make the men around them more comfortable. We are all for treating men well and even making them comfortable. Where I think this becomes an issue for a lot of women is when the comfort and needs of men are prioritized over their own comfort and needs. And this can lead to a lack of sense of self, resentments, and lots of stress for women. I'm sure that this probably happens on both sides in especially like newer relationships and things like that. Maybe there are areas where men suppress themselves, but in general, I think this is probably more commonly an issue for women. And so that's where our focus will be primarily today. I have a degree in communication and I love continuing to learn new communication studies and ways to improve my own communication practices. And Jody, who has worked as a hairstylist for years and listens to people talk all day long. And I think that she is an excellent communicator. I have personally learned a lot from her and just how she communicates and like advice that she gives. So I do think she has a really valuable voice in these conversations as well. And I think we're going to have some good discussion. So yeah, back to this kind of like topic that we're going to be talking about. Women in America particularly are brought up with this constant messaging that reinforces we should always kind of be pleasing to men. I know for me, growing up in a lot of religious spaces, these types of messages were just constant. You know, uh, they would talk about things, how this shows up, for instance, uh, messages that I would hear, you know, appearance is huge. Uh, I even had classes and Bible studies and things like that dedicated to how women that were specifically for women and girls, because these start start when you're really young, um, should put effort into our appearance, you know, makeup, but not too much. You should dress modestly, but you still need to be appealing, but not too appealing because then you'll tempt the men and cause them to stumble. (laughs) You know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. So I think especially in Christian spaces, there is constant messaging along these lines that men are the leaders. Women should be submissive to men. Let men take the lead. A good wife obeys her husband, does not speak up, et cetera, et cetera. And these are messages that girls are fed starting at, I mean, as as early as, for me, as early as I can remember. So Jody, can you think of any types of messaging or ways that this kind of idea that women should almost present themselves as less than men was reinforced as you were growing up? I think it's a lot of our generation, honestly, like that's just what our parents, our mothers were taught and then their parents had taught them. So um, yeah, literally as long as I can remember, I was taught don't dress too provocatively or don't reveal too much. And the whole like, you know, you have to grow up to, it was more focused on a family in my mind than having a career and having goals. Like, of course, like it was, you know, pushed into me when I was in high school, especially like you're going to go to college after high school, but it was also that you're going to find a husband and have children and then take care of them. And, um, so yeah, it's just, it's always been a thing. Yeah. I definitely think that 
most. And so we're in like, we're millennials. And I think that for especially millennials and above, but I think even today, it's still being taught to young girls. Um, and not just in religious spaces, like across everywhere. I just think it is particularly more maybe extreme in religious spaces. So love that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so when I was starting to do this, I was thinking about my own experiences. And for me, suppressing myself for men has definitely been something that I used to do and thought that I was totally over for a while. But I have definitely caught myself even quite recently still trying to minimize certain things. Each of these seems like small, insignificant things, but any choice we make that sets aside even small parts of ourselves to cater to someone is worth at minimum some self-awareness on. I think what matters the most here is being able to recognize when we do this and self-evaluate to understand why we're doing it. Usually it's because we want someone to like us or maybe we're insecure or just lacking self-awareness and don't even realize that we're doing it. Or maybe we've just been conditioned to kind of behave this way. But I definitely think that first step of starting to be aware of what this looks like so that you can start catching yourself. Yeah, that's the first step. (laughs) I feel like it's a good, it's very important, but it's hard once you start really realizing how long you've been doing this. It's like, oh my God, it's just not a good feeling. And if you've done it, you know what we're talking about. So we're going to walk through several areas where women might downplay themselves and talk about why and what this can look like. So the first one is our goals and ambitions. Can you think of ways where you kind of downplay this around men? Oh, always. I mean, just around everybody. For a long time, you just, you know, you think, well, they might think that that's stupid or I'm reaching too high or wanting too much. What about you? I've always had a lot of goals and been super ambitious. And this is one that I think I thought I was over until I've been more active actively like dating, I guess, within the last few years, I've realized that I do probably suppress this a little bit. Now in the workplace, I don't. So like, it's not necessarily like all situations with men, because I'm pretty bold about my ambitions and stuff like that in certain spaces. But in, I think, dating context specifically, that's when I catch myself. And I don't do it a lot anymore. But there have definitely been times where I feel like I kind of minimize some things. Yeah. (laughs) Which leads us into our next one, which is career. And I think this is one where I think I've noticed it more. I don't honestly, I don't know how much like goals and ambitions really come up when I'm talking to guys. Guys tend to not ask you about your goals and ambitions, if I'm being quite honest. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. But career is one that I've noticed. Like, for instance, I will say generally like, oh, I work in marketing. And I've caught myself saying things like that rather than explaining what I do, that I like manage lots of things, because I feel like this is an area where men tend to be insecure, I guess, about like, while when men have a good career or like make good money or like whatever, it's like a desirable trait, but it doesn't work the same way for women. And a lot of men are, for lack of a better way to put it, they're off put by a woman who has like a solid career and is really ambitious. And I don't know if it's rooted in like their own insecurities or and like feeling like they should be providers and whatever. But yeah, that's an area and I'm working on it. What I'm doing now is just trying to catch myself and not do it as much. And once I get that vibe from a guy too, I kind of just am like, yeah, if I can tell he's really insecure about that, it's probably not going to go very far. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of their insecurities is they feel like they have to be the provider and they have to be the one to like take care of the wife and the kids and everything. And if you're making more than them, then they're like, you know, back to caveman thoughts and it doesn't, it doesn't work. (laughs) 
Do you want to tell us the next area? Oh, the next is finances. And I feel like this one kind of loops into the others. I also feel like finances aren't typically something, as I'm thinking about this now, that you would talk about at least early on in a relationship too much. But I definitely find this to be an area that guys get weird about if if it does come up. And I also find sometimes guys fishing for this information in weird ways. I'm trying to think of like, there was one guy, we were on like a trip and they were asking like, oh, did you pay for that? Or did you split it? Or like, did your work, like they were trying to figure out like who paid for our trip and like, they'll do weird things. Like mm. it, it's just, like I don't, I'm like, like, I wouldn't ask you that. And if I did, like, you know, there's, I feel like some guys at least would be like, oh, you're just a gold digger. Right. <laughs> or how many TikToks? Really think that's what they're trying to do. It's just like, I don't know. How many TikToks have you seen? I've seen a bunch lately where it's girls going on dates with guys. And if they aren't going to go, several have done this where they're recording and they tell the man, I don't. I don't think I'm going to go home with you like this was fun, but I'm not ready for that. And then they're mad and not wanting to pay for it. And if they've already paid for it, then they just wanted a free dinner. And it's just the yep. money stuff. Get men so uptight and like mm-hmm. insecure. I don't know. It's weird. Yep. And I had one where, well, yeah, this is kind of tied to it. I don't know. The whole like guys paying for stuff. My thoughts on that have always been like whoever asks the person on the date should pay. And I had this one guy that I went out with and he had asked me on the date and like we went out to dinner and it was cheap. It was like the total bill was like 25 bucks. And the waitress brought him the check and she like handed it to him and she was like, just one bill, I assume. And then he looked at her and he was like, it's okay, we'll figure it out. And I was like, and this was after we had brought up and he was like kind of prying into like what I do and stuff like that. And so it was just, I don't know. Like sometimes it's just like that vibe where you can, like you feel like they're fishing. And then if they like, know that you have a job then they're like well if you yeah anyways so then I he was like well I I don't mind paying for my part and I was like it's fine I'll just cover it and he's like okay what the so guys don't do that (laughs) I was like I don't know if that he's trying to look you know what I mean like some guys think that that's like being a feminist I'm like guys that is not the feminist move you think it is like that's and, and I don't even mind paying sometimes, but like, again, that's like, if I, we, if we're either just friends or if I've asked you, or if we've been seeing right. each other for a while and it's like, Hey, you get this one, I'll get the next one. But not like when it's like a first date or a second date and you've asked me, it's fucking weird. Like it is really weird. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. That yeah. was like a tangent. I feel like, but yeah, another area that I think women tend to <laughs> moving away from kind of those things, women tend to suppress themselves is just like volume and talking, like how much we talk, how loudly we talk because they don't want to seem too loud or too naggy or too talkative. Have you I have a story about this? Yeah. So this was when I was probably 13 years old and I was with my friends, there was a group of us, and then there was a guy and his friend that was like two or three years older than us, and we were all hanging out, and my group of friends, I kind of had a crush on this guy, he was hot, and my group of friends was being really loud and just having a ball, and I remember thinking that I really wanted to join them and like just laughing and being loud and being silly, but I thought, I can't because I don't want to be too loud and him not like me, and right as I was thinking this, he comes up to me and he's like, you're a lot cooler than your friends. Like, I like it that you're quieter like that. And like, I kind of want to talk to you later. And I just remember thinking like, okay, so like to get a guy to like you, you have to like, just be quiet and calm and not have fun. And like, and this, I was like 13. I should have been having fun with my friends. Like, fuck that dude. You know, it's true though. Like the quieter you are, 
and I think there's there's a few reasons for this. I think there's, you know, gender things that were taught, but I also think yeah. that, you know, the more quiet you are, the more they tend to talk and the more they talk, the closer they feel to you. It's yep. like whatever. Do I do this? I have probably done this. I think more though, it's like one thing that I'll do if I'm on a date with someone is I don't just like only talk to them if they ask me questions, but I will sometimes kind of take a step back from like sharing if I notice that they're not asking me any questions or seeming yeah. interested. And I've definitely had dates where if you do that, they will literally like you could be completely mute and they wouldn't even notice because they just don't stop to even let you like oh <laughs> anything, let alone ask you questions. Yeah. Um. So is this something that I do? I I don't think I do this one a lot. At least not as a way to try to get guys to like me or make them more comfortable. I I've probably come off a little strong, both volume and like how much I talk normally. And I don't think that's something that I've ever tried to like intentionally hide. I don't know. I'm not thinking of any good examples at least. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I did. Especially after I learned like it was spelled out for me clearly, like this is mm-hmm. how you get them to like you. <laughs> Ugh, gross. All right. Uh, next is personality, not wanting to seem too much. That kind of goes hand in hand with the volume, I think a little bit too, but I think so. Yeah. yeah, I've maybe done this at times. I don't think consistently, but I've definitely toned down my personality and I've had when I was younger, when I was like in my like uh, early 20s, probably especially like definitely like toned down my personality or tried to kind of like fit to what I thought they would like more than just like being myself. But I also think part of that was rooted in a lack of self-awareness and just wanting to be liked. So, and I don't feel like I do that at, at now anymore. What about yeah. you? Same. No, I, I definitely used to, but not at all anymore because if we're too much, go find less. That's right. <laughs> Easier said than done though. Appearance. So like downplaying makeup or clothing choices, not wanting to seem too extra. This is one that I think I used to like weirdly. I, it's like, I feel like I used to almost do the opposite. Like I would always wear heels and I would always, because I thought like you had to be like perfect and presentable all the time mm-hmm. and like full face of makeup where now I don't care as much about that. But I also am more aware now of like things like, you know, guys tend to prefer more natural makeup looks versus no makeup or heavy makeup. And I do probably like consider that if I'm like getting ready for a date or something. Mm-hmm. And I try, you know, I don't want to be like over the top or look like I dressed up too much or right. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Oh, this is a this one's kind of tied to appearance. That's like a super random one. <laughs> like this, this is I don't know, whatever. I feel like guys just like basic guys like basic bitches. Yeah. And it's fine. It is what it is. But <laughs> So random. Okay. So like if I'm, let's say going over to guys and it's like going to be like spending the night or something, a lot of times as like, just like single person myself, like I will wear like matching pajama sets or like satin pajamas or like cute, like things to bed. But if I'm like Mm -hmm. going to someone's house, I will pick like something that looks more like casual, you know, like pajama pants with like a black t-shirt or something that's like more normal. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if I wear what I would normally wear, they're going to be like, oh, you dressed up for me or you're like being extra. (laughs) And then I don't know, like, (laughs) yeah, does that make sense? No, definitely. (laughs) That's so random, but 
gosh. That's, that's one super random way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I, d- I don't think, I think that's where I've been lucky with doing hair. I went to cosmetology school right out of high school and they really encourage you to like do the different fun hairstyles and the makeup and all that. And I feel like I've never downplayed that. And I've always just worn what I wanted to wear. So, um, yeah, that I have, that one really doesn't really apply to me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, next is food orders. Okay. I have another funny story about this. So yeah, one of our friends, when, when, um, this was years ago too, um, a friend of mine, our friend Megan, who we've talked about before, when we were in school, we used to go, we would have like an Arby's night, like once or twice a week, we would go to Arby's and we would order the beef and cheddars with extra cheese. And we always knew to go when like no one was there. And we would always say like, this is our meal that we would eat just together and not with any guys around because it was so gross and sloppy. Like we'd have cheese all over. (laughs) And, um, so yeah, I would say I used to worry about my food orders back then now. And it's probably because I've been married for so long. I'm, if I'm hungry and that's what I want, I'm craving that I'm going to eat it. <laughs> so what about you? I want to say no, but I am self-aware enough to know that it's not a total no. The most <laughs> recent one I can think of, I was on a date with this guy and I was going to order a seafood dish. And then he mentioned while we were talking, he's like, oh, I hate seafood. Like it's really gross. And I was like, oh, so I switched and like got like chicken thing. <laughs> like, I don't know if that counts as one or not. I don't know how much I do this. I definitely used to do this when I was younger. Like you would order certain foods that you think are like, I don't know. Yeah. Not going to be slurping spaghetti. all up Right. I don't know how much though that is trying to like be pleasing versus you just don't want to be like gross on a date. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But then again, like men wouldn't care. And if you were on a, if you were out with girlfriends, you wouldn't care. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know on that one. Next is intelligence. I don't think that I, I'm not near as smart as like Aaron, but when I am smart and know something that somebody doesn't know, I am cocky about it. And I like to, to brag and be like, haha, I know that and you don't. <laughs> so I don't think that I've ever downplayed that because I'm kind of a dumbass, but I don't think you're not intelligent. No, I'm, I know I'm intelligent, but like not enough to be as cocky as I am. About it. No, I disagree. Oh, well, thank I you. disagree. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I've probably downplayed this. Um, I think this is another one that like men can get insecure about even just talking about, I don't know, like maybe, maybe in a conversation where I would normally mention like having a degree or like something that is relevant to, I don't know, something more like intellectual that I'm interested in I maybe will not say it if I'm talking to a guy that I think is going to be off put by that which unfortunately I feel like a lot of them are but I don't know I don't do this one so much anymore when I was younger I definitely did I remember in high school thinking that like it was cool to act ditzy yeah and it's it's so weird like because (laughs) I feel like I I almost went through this like period where I acted really stupid and I wasn't, but I thought like in my head, I cared about like being popular and I cheered and I just like wanted to like, I wanted people to like me. And I thought that seeming ditzy and whatever was feminine and like cool. And Mm -hmm. so I definitely acted like more stupid than I was then, but fortunately I wasn't in high school very long. So (laughs) 
upset over that. Because she's but... so intelligent, guys, not because she just dropped out. I know, I know. And and so then I went through this phase where I felt like I had to like act smarter because now people think I'm so stupid and now I just don't care. Yeah. And so people do sometimes think I'm stupid. But there was a while where I was telling people, I was like, oh yeah, like, cause I, I only went really for like a year and a half of high school because I graduated early because I took college classes when I was really young and graduated early. But I don't tell people that. <laughs> because it's just like a weird thing to say and then I don't know also my older sister started college when she was like 11 so it like it's it's just so around you it's like oh, right it's not it's as like, good but to I'm everyone like, else I'm it's like, like that's really one. impressive actually and you can brag about that there's nothing wrong but, with that but so there was a while where I would just tell people like because if they're like oh like did you I never took the SATs I never went to prom like any of those things and then they'll be like why and I was like oh well I just I dropped out of high school and I realized that people were very quick to like believe me because I do kind of come off, I think, like a dumbass sometimes, which is fair. But <laughs> no. so now I'm just like, I don't care. Like I, I, I would say like I'm a really, I'm one of the like s- stupidest smart people because <laughs> like I'm not a dumbass, but I feel like a dumbass about a lot of things. You're definitely, um, and now I just don't care. So I don't, I don't think this is something that I necessarily like squash too much anymore, but definitely yeah. used to. Growth. Yeah. Growth. Personal growth. Yeah. Okay. What about your opinions? Do you suppress your opinions? I don't think so. Do you think I do? I don't think, I want to say I did, but I don't really think so anymore. I think sometimes you do. Really? So. You think so? Yeah, because I think you don't like the conflict. So you don't like Ooh, to have a different yeah. opinion from anybody else because even if it's not like a fight, you feel like there's like tension if you're just I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was thinking of like if a guy would like NASCAR and I really wouldn't like NASCAR, I would just say that I did. But I wasn't thinking of it that way. That way, yes, I do. I will avoid conflict. And I'll agree with whatever you say. Two plus two equals 24. Yes, you're correct. Like Whatever. <laughs> I don't like conflicts. So yeah, I, w- I would I would agree with you there on that aspect. And I would say this one, I am like 95% do not, like I will be honest about my opinion. Um, there are some times I'm lot. sure that I don't, what? She'll, I said she'll fight you in the parking lot. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> fight. But I'm not, I also am like, I don't necessarily like avoid conflict either. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to fight with somebody, but I don't mind a little, like, conflict or debate about something. We were recently out with a friend not long ago, and this is how avoidant of conflict. I almost left the place, and it wasn't – they weren't fighting. It was Aaron and our friend's friend, and just talking about how um, how mean this person is and kind of a douchebag a lot, and Aaron was calling it out, and I was like, no, it's it's fine. And finally, I just kind of sat away from everyone and like watched the TV. Was trying to not listen. I'm like, and they weren't even fighting, but it's just like I cannot deal with the conflict. It makes but me our, so anxious. Our friend that we were there with, like, first of all, she was wanting. She mentioned that she's like, I want you to like kind of give this person a little bit of a hard time because of a situation she was in. And I could also tell that this other yeah. person was like they were leaning into the con, like to it too. And it was like yeah. a healthy, like debate type it. of conflict. It wasn't like we were fighting and like name calling or anything like that. So, but yeah, it, it, just that made Jody so uncomfortable. She's like, 
but they did they did need the conversation and the person even said several times like I'm not mad at Erin like she's cool I like it because she's being real like they even said they (laughs) liked her more than me because she was like being so real and like talking and I'm just like bye (laughs) like I couldn't handle it (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so um other areas other areas that I minimize, I would say one thing that I have definitely noticed, I don't know if this is minimizing or just waiting until it's the right time to say something, but like if I'm going out with somebody, I will not tell them that I have a podcast or like do anything on social media <laughs> <laughs> because first of all, it's a little embarrassing and I feel like it's a little douchey to be like, I have a podcast. <laughs> You know, it is, it, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) and then I don't know how they're going to react. Like, because I've at the point that like, maybe I've been seeing someone longer or like they're more of a partner or whatever. And I, I do tell them or they find out I've had guys that are like, that act like it's a really big deal. Like one guy was, we were putting these like uh, tumblers together for an event and he was like, well, maybe for some of the VIP ones, you could sign those. And I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, no, absolutely not. Like it is, it is not that serious. I love doing our podcast and like yes. connecting with the people that listen regularly that want to connect with us, but it's a podcast. We're not like on television we're we're not even I'll be real we're not even like making money on this we do this like as a kind of more of like a hobby thing yeah so it's just like we've gotten stuff from it but we're whatever anyways like yes it's It's not that serious yeah Yeah. and then right it's just so I'm like they're either gonna overreact or be like Mm. oh you have a podcast yeah usually it's the other but that's like they're it's equally embarrassing yeah like I'd almost rather somebody be like it's not that big of a deal oh my god (laughs) yeah and I don't want them to worry that I'm gonna like talk about them or anything like that because I feel like more of the relationships that I care about I tend to not say as much about on here Mm -hmm. so I just tell you guys the nobody wants to hear like the things that are going well right that's not entertaining (laughs) I'm gonna hear about the bad shit I'm gonna hear about like the weird shit so it's fine all right um, so as I would, do you have anything else or other areas that you feel like you kind of suppress around guys, whether that's like at work or guy friends or at least nothing that I can think of. Yeah. It's probably harder with you being married. I feel like with me, like being more out and like dating more recently, it's, I'm like noticing these things that I thought yeah, for sure. weren't an issue and I'm like catching that some of them still are so I love that for me yeah wonderful (laughs) Um, but as I was doing research for this episode I came across some things that talked about this concept of toxic femininity and there was actually a lot out there on this topic so we might do an episode on that specifically later but I thought it was at least worth mentioning on this episode since the definition from at least credible sources actually ties in quite a bit with what we have talked about so far today. So Jody, do you want to kind of tell us the definition? Yeah. So toxic femininity, an article on psychology today describes toxic femininity as women expressing stereotypical feminine traits such as passivity, empathy, sensuality, patience, tenderness, and receptivity which results in individuals ignoring their mental or physical needs to sustain those around them. Toxic femininity is when one works to the benefit of the others 
but to the detriment of themselves. Hmm. Yeah. So I think we do that when we suppress parts of ourselves to make others more comfortable Uh, because over time that just adds up so much. One interesting thing to note here, uh, just with this definition, is that toxic femininity, according to this, again, this definition, um, the harm is placed on women for the benefit of others. However, conversely, in the case of toxic masculinity, uh, basically just everyone is harmed there because like toxic masculinity like is not helping men. It's not mm-hmm. helping women. <laughs> oh, nice. I don't know. Just to call that out, people will probably mm-hmm. be mad at me for saying facts something. Facts are facts. They can get mad. They're getting mad at the wrong person. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, in short, I think that these ways in which we minimize ourselves as women sort of fall under, though, this umbrella of toxic femininity. I'm sure there's there's other things, but I do think the that's one. Just as toxic masculinity shows up because men are conditioned from birth to behave in a way that society determines as masculine, women are also conditioned from birth to idealize certain qualities that society deems feminine. So from the time that we're born, basically, society teaches people how they're supposed to act based on whether they're assigned male or female at birth. Boys are encouraged to speak up, explore, get dirty, even fight. And girls are taught to play dress up, care for dolls, be quiet, and smile more. (laughs) And most millennial women are older. We're also brought up with constant messaging that reinforces that men should be prioritized over ourselves. We should go out of our way to make sure that men are accommodated, that we are pleasing to them, and that we make them comfortable. We're also often taught to accept poor behavior from men. And additionally, that as long as we are being really good for men, the men will treat us better. <laughs> I, I'm hating all of this. I know. Well, the thing is, like, is it are women responsible for how men behave? Is it a woman's fault if a man behaves poorly? Absolutely not. But that doesn't stop us from feeling like it is because of these messages that we've been fed our whole lives. When we are brought up believing these messages and we're taught to set ourselves aside for the comfort of others, it does a few really major things. So, Joe, did you want to tell us? Yes. So one, it causes us to lack self-awareness, but be hyper aware of the needs of others. And two, it causes us to not be our true selves. And over time, this can lead to fostering resentment or just being generally unhappy and unfulfilled. Yeah. Er, I don't like. Uh, and I think I think that it is so important that once we become aware of these things, that we do the work to become more self-aware and assertive. For me, therapy was huge here and assertiveness and self-awareness went very hand in hand. I first started catching myself when I started working on these things. This was like years ago. I would start catch myself just being tempted to agree with someone when I didn't actually agree or little things like that and then forcing myself to state how I actually felt. And I think the more that you do this and practice it, the more both aware you become and also the easier it gets to be assertive. And so that's how, for me, I feel like they really go hand in hand. Jody, what are some ways that you feel like you have become more self-aware or worked on assertiveness? Um, Assertiveness, I'm still struggling with. But I would say that the ways that I've become more self-aware with this kind of thing is I remember, and I kind of touched on this before, seeing a friend in a relationship and she 
literally had always talked and this was years ago like she had always talked about like how smoking pot was disgusting and smoking cigarettes and drinking was disgusting and talking like making fun of people that were really into like sports and stuff and then she started dating this guy and within like a month or less she was partying all the time, which that's cool. Like if maybe that's the different crowd that you were getting into, but then all of a sudden she's like really into going to these basketball games and stuff that she had just been like, it's, it's boring. I hate it. Just basically changing herself and doing things for the man to make him happy when he was doing nothing for her. And I think me just like witnessing that kind of was eye opening. This was, I mean, I was probably early twenties. When I saw this and it was just like she had changed into a different person in such a quick amount of time. And it wasn't bad because I think he made her happy or she thought she was happy at first. But then I don't know. They're not together now. They haven't been together for years. So I think maybe she realized too eventually. But like that was one thing that I really remember seeing because I've never I'm sure we've all done that. But I've never nothing really comes to mind with me like changing myself completely for a man. In ways, in small ways, but not like my entire self. But I don't know. What do you think you struggle with the most when it comes to minimizing yourself for the comfort of others? And do you find yourself doing this more in the presence of men versus women or others? Um, I think like we talked about before with the conflict stuff, like I will definitely just agree with whatever bullshit to avoid conflict. If it's something very important, like I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, it's cool to like be mean to somebody for no reason. You know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's important stuff, but if it's just like bullshit that doesn't matter, I'll just go along with whatever and not really care. I don't think I do it more in the presence of men. I think I just do it with anybody. Yeah. I kind of see that with you as Mm -hmm. for me, what do I struggle with the most? For me, I definitely think that it is more with men specifically in a dating context, but I also think that I am a lot better at it. And I'm at a point now where it's like I don't allow myself to do it, but it's like that uncomfortable stage where I'm catching myself and then forcing myself to not do it. (laughs) But I'm not fully at that point where it's just like 100% comfortable, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's like a great answer, but that's my answer. And I don't know that there's one area as much as more just the general, like, I will catch these little things in all of the areas, but specifically in dating contexts is when I notice them showing up the most. What is something in this area that you feel like you are the most proud of overcoming? I feel like any, even little baby steps are big steps. And I feel like just doing any self-help and more like realization of the things that we do. Um, But I would say most proud and it's like a double-edged sword, but I would say most proud of just really realizing and being able to see clearly when I'm doing things that I, you know what I mean? Like agreeing with things or just going with the flow um, and just doing whatever to keep whoever happy, whether it be friends, my husband, strangers or whatever. I feel like just seeing that, but it's a double-edged sword because in that aspect of really being aware, it kind of sucks because it's like, for how long have I just put up with bullshit? You know what I mean? Anyways, what about you? (laughs) Yeah. What I'm the most proud of overcoming, I have come as much as I've like said that like I've caught myself recently, like I thought I was done with it. And there's these little things that pop up. I also am really proud of how far I have come because when I look 
at how I did relationships in my late teens, early 20s, it was, I was very much like I didn't, I suppressed so much. Like I literally was just almost existing like for the other person, like wanted to help them. And yeah, I just like gaslighting myself the whole, the whole way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I definitely don't do that anymore. Like I don't just pretend to like things that I don't like or Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I've definitely overcome a lot. Like I used to be a huge people pleaser and it definitely showed up in relationships, putting the person that I was with like above myself and not prioritizing my needs at all. To where now I feel like in general, I am very healthy functioning. I can communicate in healthy ways. I'm able to be assertive. I don't avoid conflict. Yeah. So like these things, while I always will have things to work on, I feel like I'm just in such a different place from where I started. And I'm proud of that. (laughs) Okay. What would you say, this is our last question on the topic. What would you say to a woman who is currently struggling to prioritize themselves and their needs in the presence of men? I would say to them to kind of try and view things from the outside in and try and Think about if you're putting up with something from a man or whoever, think about if it was your friend going through this or dealing with this or someone taught a man talking to your friend this way. And how would you want them to respond to it? And how would you want them to, would you want them to put up with it? Or, you know, chances are no, it's different when it's someone else that you care about. So, yeah, I think that's really good. Thanks. And I would say, (laughs) I would say if you feel like anything you've said, you've heard and you've been like, oh, I didn't necessarily think that that was a way that I was doing it because I think the first step is self-awareness. I know for myself, when I was in the highest point of doing that, if you had told me, and there was that point in like when I started therapy where (laughs) it was like, you might need to work on being assertive. And I really didn't understand that because I didn't have that self-awareness to even realize that I wasn't assertive. And so I think the first step is educating yourself and becoming self-aware Because you have to start there to know what you're looking for before you can catch it in yourself. And I would say start there. And I would say it's definitely worth it because it's just not a healthy place to be. It's not. And being on the other side is so much better. And a lot of it is stuff that you can learn. It's not like, oh, this is just my personality. I'm like, it's, it's not. Yeah. So that was a rambly answer. And I should have prepared a better answer for that, but whatever. All right. Now that's the end of our kind of topic stuff. Now it's time for Joe Jam, where we tell you what uh, either new music is out or what we're listening to this week. And I am fully unprepared today. So I'm going to let Jody go first. So recently, Kelsey Ballerini has released um, a few songs that I think she wrote when she was going through like her divorce process and they're all really really good like I just I love them all um but the one I'm listening to the most right now is called Mountain with a View and it's like the chapter one of the songs that she has released and even like the videos for them are really good and so yeah that's what I got I'm looking at Apple Music right now. Did you know that Jonas Brothers have a new song out? No, I didn't know How that. How did you not know that? It's called Wings. I have not heard it. Oh. Um, I literally am not prepared. So if you <laughs> if you like the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's your show jam. Yes. <laughs> sorry, guys. I failed you. Maybe. I, maybe that Jonas Brothers song is a, is a bop. <laughs> I feel like nothing would top Jonas Brothers. Like, that's no. amazing. <laughs> I love that that's your song. It, yeah. I'll have to listen to it after this. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, now it's time 
for our favorite part of the show. You know what that means? It's time to dish bitch. Okay, so today we just have a few questions. Jody, if you could instantly learn how to do one thing really well, what would you learn? And it has to be a realistic skill. You can't pick like flying. Okay. Um, I would love to that's a tough one. I feel like that that'd be really fun. I would love something I'd love to learn really, really well instantly. I feel like it would be really cool to learn a bunch of different languages, like instantly, especially the ones that like the nail techs, I want to know what they're saying. Oh, that's a really good one. That might, oh, that might even be better than mine. Yeah. What was yours? You're going to, the stock market. Of course, the stock market. Because like, if you could instantly, (laughs) I don't want, like, I hate, I don't love math. I can do math. I'm good at math, but I don't love and I feel like the stock market, it's just, it's not that I couldn't figure it out. It's that it bores the shit out of me. So if I could just instantly know how to do it and like. That's a good one. You like that, really that girl from TikTok that like figured it out really good for like a year and then like made like over a million dollars. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Then with all of my money, we can go to the nail salon and you can like tell me what shit <laughs> they're talking about stuff. us. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's better, next question, do you think it's better to have sex sooner or wait a certain amount of time in a new relationship? I want to say this depends on where you're at in your life and how old you are and stuff. Because I feel like at, when I was younger, it was, I didn't do it right away. I waited a while until I got to know somebody we were dating, blah, blah, blah. And I think that was good for then. But at our age now, like late 20s, early 30s and up or whatever, I feel like whenever you want to do it, then do it because of like our maturity levels and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think at that young age, for me personally, I wouldn't have handled just doing it right away with someone. And then if they like broke up with me or something, it would be really traumatic. You know what I mean? But like now, just whenever you want, I don't think it matters right now or in two months. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. I think that I've done it. I mean, I've done it like both ways. So I think that first of all, I don't think that there's a wrong I've heard. Oh, I forget how it was worded. It was like, you can't the timing at the end of the day isn't going to make or break whether the relationship works or doesn't. Right. Um, So like whenever it like feels right, I feel like where I'm at now, I think there's value in waiting and taking things slow and like getting to know someone first because I've had situations where I feel like you rush into everything and then it almost I don't know like sets it up to crash and burn I also think there can be some value in like allowing a little bit of like sexual tension to build and like figure Mm -hmm. out if you're compatible and you want a relationship you know assuming it's not going to be just like a casual sex thing like right before going into that so like for for where I'm at now I would say waiting but there's not like a wrong answer yeah that was like a very like back and forth answer (laughs) (laughs) like waiting but then like maybe it doesn't matter but whatever just do whatever you want to do is what I think you should do okay next question would you be more turned on by a guy being really polite or more aggressive in the bedroom probably aggressive I feel like they're too polite and they're like is this okay I feel like that would give me the ick and I'd be like no don't so I'm gonna say aggressive You like that right there? <laughs> what if they're just like, well, whatever you want to do to it. Get on top. <laughs> oh. um. No, no, I'd say aggressive for sure. <laughs> That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. 
What's yours? I like a good mix of both because, you know, I think like consent is key and I want someone to be considerate and aware, but I definitely like a little dominance from a man in that area too. Yeah. So, you know, you can't be too polite. All <laughs> I want to be thrown around the whole damn room. Hey, anyways, okay. some of these questions, why do we? <laughs> okay. If moving forward, you could only have relationships with people that you are sexual with or platonic with, what would you choose? Like either someone I'm sexual with or like friends? Yeah. Like you could only be like platonic, meaning like no sex, or you have to have sex with everyone that you have a relationship with. My friends. I would rather have no sex with anyone. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But see, like what I was thinking is like, maybe you could have the best of both worlds. You just have to have sex with all your friends. Are you going to have sex with all our friends? I mean, if you really want to be <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like most of our friends would like, you know, if it's like if we're you're, we're going to lose you or we have to like or we gotta fuck, go down we on fuck, you or something. Like fucking or sucking or not. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's both worlds. Yeah. I mean, it'd for sure be like some awkward situations, but. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's a terrible question okay and then last question name a song that would kill the mood if things were like getting hot and heavy i'm probably on an island here but like the really sexual ones are so gross to me that like let's get it on like an intentionally like romantic that's like let's get it on or the like let's do it ride it my pony like that's so gross to me and i know it's like that how it's supposed to be but i'm a fucking weirdo and i don't like those that no no what about you you know what that actually makes sense because if you were if i'm just imagining like you go back to a guy's house like maybe something's gonna happen things are starting to get a little you know and then he puts on like he's like let me put on my sex playlist so many good ones that you could choose that aren't like let's get it on the fact that he has a sex playlist would be I like see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind <laughs> oh, <sighs> i have a hard time not like i'd be able to get over it but it'd be yeah it would, it would just laugh a little bit <laughs> i know it's too much it's too much we don't need right. this we don't need this song to direct us in what to do like no no. I feel like anything like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. <laughs> no, that would do it for me for sure. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or any like children's song that came on. Like if like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a Pokemon theme song or something. Oh, my like, God. That would ruin it. <laughs> or like, like Rascal Flats. That would be anything by Rascal Flats would kill the mood. <laughs> I had a lightsaber go off one time, like right before. Well, that didn't need to be shared. That that would also kill the mood. Wow. <laughs> that tells you the type of guys I mean. I was gonna say you do Dungeons and Dragons dates with your lightsabers. <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay. Um, that's all. I don't need to explain that. So Yeah, I think that we need to hear it. What? what we need to. Oh, I thought you were going to share the entire story. Do you want me to? Yeah. I'm not going to share the entire story, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's stuck in it. <laughs> I'm going to leave out a lot of details, but. Okay. No, it was this guy that I was dating and <laughs> <laughs> we were in his room and. What were you guys doing with the lightsaber? <laughs> 
<laughs> now I'm debating if I can actually say anything without, and it's now it's sounding more weird. Oh, <laughs> with the lightsaber. You know what? I'm regretting. I'm regretting this. I started, and it's like I wasn't playing with the lightsaber. Are you sure? No, the lightsaber was on the floor. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's like, not making we... it so better. <laughs> He's got like a lot. Okay. So he was playing with it. At I'm, one point. I'm, I'm cutting this from the audio. So you two no. guys, you guys are. You have you to leave it. So like I was against the wall and he was, you know, like in front of me and we started making out and I like moved my foot and he had a lightsaber like on the floor in his room and I kicked it and it went off and it said something about like, I'm going to kill you or destroy you or something. <laughs> was it was an adult man. An adult man. Like it was like whatever it said was really fucking <laughs> out of control too. And I was just like. Like, you, so you weren't teenagers. This was an adult man. Oh yeah, this was with like a lightsaber not that on, his on his floor. <laughs> oh my god, <sighs> I don't see nothing wrong <laughs> with a little bump and grind. Show <laughs> me. Okay, we gotta go, guys. We gotta go. Yeah, we have time to go. Um, we gotta go. <laughs> like this, even though it got really weird. Um, <laughs> subscribe and like leave us a good review and shit please and have a great day okay bye bye